This is episode seven of You've Been Gilmore with Mary and Blake. I know how everyone else's life is supposed to fly by. Then someone turns and says, what about you? And I stand here, mouth open, mind blank. This should have all worked itself out by now. The map of my life should be clear and precise, with little red dashes and circles so nice, showing roadblocks and landmines. All the way from Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome back to You've Been Gilmore. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Gilmore Girls on Netflix. So grab yourself a big cup of coffee or your favorite pint of ice cream and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I'm your host, Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and where can I find somebody... That just calls me Khaleesi and holds a uh, umbrella a over my head. I, you know, I really need that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I think I think it would be good for me, and I don't mind yeah. the gender, you know, okay. thing because yeah. Khaleesi, I'd be fine with that. Okay. I feel like it's a more of a term of respect and yes. endearment. Yes, than I really, agree. Really, than than it's than, not going to be me, Blake. In case you were hoping that I would one day call you my Khaleesi and <laughs> carry a parasol over your head, I am sorry, but no. Why not? I've got my hands full with two kids. <laughs> Fine. I'm okay with that. So we, of course, have rewatched Summer, the third installment in the Netflix you know, series of Gilmore Girls. And this is quite the chilliest summer I could remember. Oh, my word. You are right on that one, girlfriend. I uh, And the funny thing is, you're right. It, it is set in summer, but... It is when everything is at its darkest. Everything is at its most bleak. And it is fitting that is this is when it is all happening. Yep. 
because obviously you have to set up a, a, a conflict. I mean, you had the first episode where everything was great and everything was fun. It was great to have Rory back. We were in Gilmore Girls land. Rory's we not in- back, Blake. If we learned anything <laughs> in summer, it's that Rory is not back. Listen, what I'm getting at is this. <laughs> you know, you had the first episode and it was hunt, it was fun, you got reintroduced to people. Then you had the second episode with the with the with a brewing conflict between Lorelai and Emily, and now everything is just Yep. This is the emotional core of what this of what the series is getting at. And why again, this is the reason why it exists. Mm-hmm. Because it has to test each relationship between all three of the all three generations of Gilmore's. And again, we're not we're not we're not having Fuller House syndrome here. There, other than we're just here because of nostalgia. There's a real point to all. This. Oh yeah, and it's stretching that out. Uh, but you know what, my love? Before we get into the rest of the show, yep. What do you say we just get into the GBG? Yes. Let's do it. Blake, I want to hear your GBGs first, please. So you're good, bad, and great for this episode. All right. So the final scene, the good for me, is the final scene at Luke's. Almost a full two minutes of uncut dialogue and fluid camera movement. Okay. Now, this was the conversation between Luke and Lorelai when they're talking about the... Oh, being honest, Being finally. honest with, with each other. And like, why, why didn't you tell me that you were at therapy? I don't know if I believe you. I thought that was a great scene. Well, it, it, a very good scene. Yes. Uh, and that, you know, you had the emotional moment at the end, but this was like, the, this was the beginning of it. This was the big fight. You know, they fought in front of all those people at the diner and Lorelai just wanted her cup of coffee in the beginning. And she right. said, you know, this is home. And you're right. It just, it hit ahead. And I, I really liked that. And the, the emotional scene at the end does not pay off unless you have this scene. You have this, You have the fight at Luke's. And I think they knew that. Which is why you had two full minutes of uncut dialogue going back and forth between everybody, mm-hmm. doing what they were doing, grabbing the cups, moving the thing, talking to the guy, being like, oh, I, I, I like a cup of coffee too. Very important scene. The bad. Uh, <sighs> this is Daniel Palladino. Okay. And, I'm, and I get it. But the pacing of this episode was so poor. I mean, you have the play. And we, the musical, Blake. The, the musical. musical. We've already talked about the show being a little self-indulgent. You know, we talked Which about that. Which was meant to be. And, and it's last episode, it was uh, it was Kirk's movie. Now this episode, it's the, it's the musical. Mm-hmm. But not only that, we have, you know, five minutes of delivering papers, West Side or East Side. I mean, what are we doing with this? I know it's fun, it's quirky, whatever, but like, it, that could be totally cut out. It the could, the musical could, could be cut out. Well, I'd say at least half of the musical could be cut out. I mean it. It was a. It was a long. They dedicated long time. ten minutes. Ten minutes in a ninety-minute episode. A ninth of this episode is that musical. You know what's cool is that some of the stars in the musical are real life. Like, we're gonna get to that. Sorry. Oh, we're, sorry. We're gonna oh, get to that. Okay. So, but that was your bad, and I can appreciate it. I okay. think it went a little too long as well. The great was when Rory says she looked at me the way she looked at Grandma, Oof. and that is that encompasses the entire argument of what the show is trying to get at right here in the third episode, and what the entire series is trying to get at that get conflict. Uh, beautiful, beautiful stuff. My love, what do you got for your good, bad, great? My good 
was the conversation with Michelle at the secret bar. Five O, five O. You know, it gave me all the feels, and um, I'm just happy that Michelle has has a partner and that they're thinking about having kids and he's just really looking for himself to grow and I think it really hit home because of course we've always loved Michelle we've loved his character over the years but this really gave him so much more depth and so much more feelings and now mm-hmm. knowing that Lorelai's like only friend left because Suki's nowhere mm-hmm. is gonna leave so it really it, I feel like that was one of the really strong moments for me where I was like no please don't go and yet I had a lot of fun at that secret bar um, so my bad I too think the play went on a little too long I do think that it was fun to be theatrical I love musical theater I really love that last song the one that you got to play in the opening but for my bad I'm going out I'm going out on a on a limb right now mm-hmm. so at the pool okay. they're there and they have their little kids with the parasols the Khaleesi moments and everything and all Lorelai and Rory seem to do is make fun of fat people. Well, no, that's not and, all okay, that they're doing. A lot, Come on now. Okay, but that was huge. You know, back fat pat. Um, <laughs> you know, but here's the thing. Like, it just became like fat shaming. And to, I don't, okay, I'm, I'm just saying I didn't love that. I felt like that went on too long. If maybe back fat Pat walked by in a Speedo once and that's what they commented on. But these are two very skinny actresses. And listen, people of all sizes watch Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. I myself am not as felt as as you know one of these leading ladies, nor do I have to be because I'm not a television star. Mm-hmm. But it just it was just a few too many times where I was like, all right, we get it. We get it. You see people at the pool. God forbid people of all shapes and sizes, skinny little Lorelai and skinny Rory can go to the freaking pool. If you don't want to look at people at the pool, don't go to the flipping pool. You don't even like the pool. Stop making fun of everyone at the pool. So that bothered me. Um, Kid pig. And then my great was the line that Lane said when uh, when Rory finally kind of breaks up quote unquote with Logan mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Lane is sitting down with Rory and she says this adult stuff is hard yes it isn't is. it and that was this episode that was like the quote that was this episode this adult stuff is hard isn't it mm-hmm. you know you're, you're constantly referencing the 30 somethings constantly <laughs> and I, Rory, Rory, just make a freaking friend, okay? Just say hi to them. Say, yes, I would like a milkshake, whatever. But I just felt like no matter what stage of adults, adulting is, is hard, whether you're Emily's age, Lorelai's age, or Rory's age, being an adult is hard. So that was my great. I really thought that that quote was quite poignant. So mm-hmm. how about your coffee rating? What was your coffee cup rating? I'm giving this one 4.8. This was my my favorite episode yet. Really? For, for, the, for the revival series, correct? Wow. Uh, because this was the emotional core of what they're trying to get at. Now, remember, like I said, it was great to be in, in Stars Hollow in the first episode and get reintroduced. It was, like I said before, a almost perfect pilot yep. um, for the Revival series. It, it, it's a great reintroduction to the world, but this is the emotional uh, poignancy yes. uh, that we needed to justify the whole show. Now, I know, again, I've talked about the the, the, the problems that the show has trying to fulfill 90 Minutes. Yeah. And there are some things in this episode that are bad, which take it down a couple of notches. But the emotional hits that we're going to get to later on are what make the they make up for everything that happened that I did not like. Okay. How about you? What do you got? I gave it a four. Whoa! Wow! 
You want to know why? Why? I like the Gilmore Girls to make me happy. All right? <laughs> That's why I started watching the Gilmore Girls. Because I like to laugh and smile. And you know who made me laugh and smile the most in this episode? Who? Babette. <laughs> Babette with her, like, yelling in Luke's ear. Warn us. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, hitting on the actors. Babette had me this entire episode cracking up. But there what, wasn't enough What a Babette total clam jam. To make, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. You know? She was a hoot this episode, she but this was. episode was really heavy, and I agree with you that this was the, the emotionally weighty episode, and if you take it from that perspective, yes, this yeah. episode was stunning and amazing. I like to watch the Gilmore Girls to make me feel good about myself, not to remind me that adulting is hard. Move over, Tevya. There's another Jew in town. <laughs> Love Babette. So, yeah, just a oh. four. Not saying that it was a bad episode, but... I think it's the worst my, rating you've had it is, for the but, Revival because series. Because it made me feel really crappy. But if not for the... Oh, you know what? Okay, we'll no, get it. We'll get, no, no, okay. wait, wait, wait. We're, we're going to table this okay. for now. We'll okay. get into that in, in the conversation. All right. What do you got for your best line? Is, the, is that the adulting stuff is hard? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, or the clam jam. Clam jam was really good. My best line was, Jack Smith, he's from the club. And he was at dad's funeral. Dad wasn't even in the ground yet. And Jack Smith was spraying his scent all over Ma. <laughs> so gross when you picture it. Oh, so my gross. goodness. All right, all right. You ready to get into the show, my yes, darling? Yes, I am. All right, let's do it. All right, so uh, let's get into the details. Episode title, of course, was Summer, written by Daniel Palladino, directed by Daniel Palladino. Uh, And you can tell that this is his work. When when he writes and directs, he turns up the the Stars Hollow quirk up to 15 and a half. Let's throw in a musical in this episode. You know, and then do the pool episode, and then then delivering the papers, and then having... uh, (laughs) The, the people at the Gazette, you know, with the oh lady filing, just constantly filing the Love. same file. Love. And the, and the old guy who was in um, uh, Snow Buddies, the movie. Check yes. that out. He played the sheriff in Snow Buddies. <laughs> a, a terrible movie with dogs, actually golden cute. retrievers that talk. My son watches it and loves it. <laughs> but the fact that I know that, I, it, I shame myself yeah, for no, knowing please. that. You're fine. You're fine. All right, so I want to get to this conversation that we were just about to have, which is you don't want Gilmore Girls to make you feel sad. The problem with that statement, though, is Gilmore Girls, as we have discussed in this podcast, is about real life, real relationships. Adulting is hard. Adulting is hard. And grief. And not only that, if you do not have this episode, you have no arc for them to follow. I know. And I guess, you know, that's the magic of before having seven seasons that you could have a lot of light, fluffy moments and sprinkle in some tough times. But there was fun moments in this episode, too. Yes, but not a lot. This was the because you liked it so much. This was the heaviest episode. And I'm not saying it was a good episode. It was a really good episode. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of this whole season. I'm just saying that for me personally, I like to watch lighter shows, especially before I go to bed. And that's why I got to Gilmore Girls. I like Gilmore Girls to cheer me up. Mm -hmm. I don't like Gilmore Girls to bring me down. And it brought me down a little bit. But there was Jess. For like your boy Jess, he's there. Okay, he was there for a hot second, and he and Rory didn't hug. I th- I wanted to be like, you haven't seen each other in four flipping years. You don't even hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did love he that he stole in. Luke's hat. Yeah, I, I like that too. And he threw it. <laughs> and you know what sucks? So it's been four years since they've seen each other. Uh-huh. Um, Lorelai still hates Jess. 
You know, she made that little comment where Rory said, you know, when, she, when Rory was explaining about the book idea yeah. and Lorelai, of course, was getting all huff and puff and saying, well, where'd you get this idea? And Rory said, oh, well, I, I saw Jess and Lorelai right away bites well, off yeah, Jess's can't, head. Yeah, can't wait to see what Jess thinks about me. Yeah, and I and I feel bad. Like, give Jess a chance. He's He's come a long way. But think of that, though. The writers must really love Jess because- they are they give Jess the one thing that takes this series and then propels it even further. Mm-hmm. He is the one who comes up with the idea of writing the book. Yes. That is a major development. Yeah. You know, and and I, the other issue that I have is that this episode certain things happen cuz they're convenient like all of a sudden uh at uh, round bottom, he uh, he uh, retires and goes to Florida. And now Rory actually has a, a purpose for being in Stars Hollow. She's now the editor. She's doing she's all this back. stuff. She's she's not back, but she's 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 finding herself again. A little convenient for the plot. I get it. Kind of like how Paris was all of a sudden the the lady who did the babies. Mm-hmm. A little convenient for her to be in there to do that. I suppose what this episode was doing again was exploring what Lorelai and Rory and even Emily are actually doing with themselves, which is why I think I really like this because mm-hmm. they're all at a loss. She, Emily even hates her DAR meetings now. She's like, oh yeah, okay, that's great. Now, what a great find. Yeah, awesome. And uh, she doesn't know what she's eating anymore. She's got a TV in, in, in the sitting room and she's eating on a TV, uh, TV dinner tray. She has complete. She's waking up at twelve p.m. She's totally lost herself. I see. I think she's more loosening up, not losing herself, but more loosening up uh, and realizing that the pettiness of the Dar women, the daughters of the revolution, uh, you know, it's not, it's not that important, guys. And it's okay that you can sit and watch TV mm-hmm. and eat at the same time. I didn't feel like Emily was losing herself. I just felt like. Well, she let me kinda, say this. Yeah. She's listless. Like she's given up on the uh, therapy sessions. She's given up on pretty much everything that she really cared about prior to. And she is just listless now. And she keeps fussing over Richard's headstone. Got to get this right. Got to get that right. This is the fifth time that I it's totally been screwed disagree. up. I think she's just, I think she's starting to find herself. She's not wearing a candy shirt right now, getting rid of everything. <laughs> that True. listless. Okay. This is, I, I think she's just reinventing herself and saying, okay, who am I now? Oh, I, I might be able to watch TV and eat at the same time. And maybe I don't need to worry about all these expensive women and X, Y, Z. And maybe I could date someone mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, I can try new food. I, I just saw it as, Okay, this is this is another shot at life. Like, what is life like without Richard? I and you. she's still because she's getting dressed. She's back to fancy, Emily. Mm-hmm. She does care about the headstone, so she's she still is particular in her own way. Mm-hmm. She still is quite a, a mean mom to to Lorelai. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like she's just reinventing herself. Oh God, that conversation between the two of them in the kitchen yet again. Yes. When they were talking about Luke and do you even ever talk to this so-called partner of yours? Oof. And she's like, yeah, we talk all the time. She goes, could have fooled me. What a bitchy freaking mom move. Again, I know I've said this and I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying it one more time, but that reminds me of your mom. <laughs> Let's just hope my mom never listens to this. And I don't mean it in a bad way, but the way that you two sometimes go at each other, 
it's those well, moments. Well, maybe lots that just, of women can say this. Oh, lots man, of women dig can dig at you. Yeah. Well, women know how to dig each other. Every woman is a bitch. You gotta stop swearing. I'm not swearing. That is a swear. Nah, you You're told not me using that. Using it in a dog. Okay. There's, okay. So there's a few things that I was like, come on, mm-hmm. Logan. Logan. I'm upset with Logan a little bit here because he is the one who is perpetuating now this relationship. The 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 Audette, the French girl, the French fiance has now moved into the apartment. Yep. And Rory is saying, Oh my god, what is this this is gonna be weird? And he's saying, Well, it doesn't have to be. I can get you a hotel. Let me take your phone call outside. Like, this is a wife or a fiance's worst nightmare. Right. Oh, my honey takes phone calls outside. Hope he's not hiding anything. Well, he is. He is. He totally is. He's banging another girl. And he's not, he can't just let Rory go and say, you know what? I am engaged. She's not, he's not being a bigger man and he's not as lost as Rory. He has underwear. But but Lorelai also says it too. She, Rory cannot quit him either. Yes. Is that is there something inherently wrong with this relationship that Lori, we, we shouldn't want to succeed? We shouldn't want to see Logan. They both just need Lipitor. That's really <laughs> what's going to fix it. Thank My, goodness. That was a close second for me. Yeah, we have Lipitor, so we're going to take care of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lane. You know what makes it harder, too, is Paul. What's his name? Peter? Paul? No, Paul. Yeah. No, it it's, is Paul. isn't it Peter? I think it's Paul. <laughs> the fact that we don't remember his P. name... <laughs> And it's now been the better part of a year. He, she's been dating this guy for two years. So it's, I, it, you know, it just makes me frustrated, really frustrated with, with Rory. Here she is sleeping with a guy who is engaged. And that to me is mostly on Logan. But Rory has a boyfriend, not just some guy I'm casually dating, but like literally this is my boyfriend and I need to break up with him. And she completely ignores him and is sleeping around. So I just, the Paul stuff makes me feel really bad the logan stuff makes me feel really bad thank god jess was in this episode to give us any hope in men it makes me wonder if they have future plans for jess if they have a second series is jess gonna come back because the way that they had this conversation and the way that it was left it felt like to me again because the favors of the favors the writers i think favor jess Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the fandom favors Jess. And it would make sense to me. Well, we can get into that later. But it would make sense to me if he comes back. Because to me, Jess feels like Rory's Luke. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a complete mirror. We've Jess is Rory's Luke and Logan is Rory's Christopher. It's it's a complete a mirror of right. her mom. But... Um, I will discuss this in the in the last episode right. or maybe the follow up episode, but I which I'm makes okay. it makes it interesting because he again he's the one who suggests writing the book about about their lives. Yeah, he's the one who's giving her an honest uh, mode and an, an honest motive. But I'm glad it was life. him because other people might. Rory doesn't let people in. Look at how she's been back in Stars Hollow since the fall. Mm-hmm. It is now the summer. She's denying that she's back. And here are people who are trying to befriend her, the 30-something gang, which whatever, <laughs> you're not down with. The 30-something gang was probably my my favorite part of this entire episode. I mean, other than all the he- heavy stuff. And then the parents of the 30-something gang <laughs> trying to get after Lorelai. We, we just get together, you know, on a weekly basis, and we talk about potential jobs for our kids. Clamp their resumes. <laughs> 
you know, I kind of want to be like, Rory, stop being a snob. You know, the problem is the 30-something gang is probably more true for a lot of people than they care to admit. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so, I don't know. I This was a tough episode. I just was unhappy with a lot of people, a lot of things. Uh, Lorelai, of course, at at the end, deciding she needs to go on on wild book wild, of course. Um, just breaks your heart. Just really break. It makes, I just feel so lonely in this episode. I feel lonely for everybody. I feel like all three of these women have pushed away. They pushed each other away. Exactly, and that's all they have. I mean, when you get when you really think about it, what you have is your family. I mean, well, I mean, Emily doesn't push away Rory. She pushes away Lorelai, who in turn, in and of itself, is kind of Rory. Yeah. But then Lorelai does push away Rory too. So that's another heartbreaking thing. You know, as a mom, okay, as a mom, if Felicity came up to you and said, "Mom, I want to write a book about us," and I'm going to talk about all the things that you done wrong and that you did right in our relationship, including the fact that you left me in a box somewhere uh, at the at the store. Would you be okay with that? Well, I'm a blogger, so I've pretty much put everything out in the no, open. No, 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 but that's people. that's under your control. Yes. If she, oh no, were, I would, I would be like if my mom, for example, wanted to write a book about all the nasty things I probably did as a teenager. No, I'd feel mortified. I mean, part of me would be like, well probably no one's going to read it but no i can appreciate and i don't know i this episode was just tough everyone's lonely everyone's very self-absorbed mm-hmm. like really self-absorbed and i think that that's what lorelei was trying to say like whatever and i hated and loved how she kept calling rory kid yeah i hate when people call me kid she even texted it to her too yes you know hey kid are you coming into the house yeah and uh, rory even said that like don't call me kid i'm not a kid anymore yeah, i'm 32 yes. That, that whole final scene at the graveyard, um, and again, and this was also kind of representative of what was happening in their relationship. They're at a graveyard. The dead have no ears. That's what she says. Yet, they're not listening to each other. Their relationship is about to die mm-hmm. if they don't fix it. I mean, it's kind of hard to say that their relationship is going to die, but it's dying yeah, in a graveyard talking in front of their grandfather and, and Lorelai's father. Um, but really, really amazing stuff. I, uh, I, I This was the emotional punch that I feel like we needed. Yep. And uh, I, I really appreciated that. It just made me very sad. <laughs> so I'm glad that you needed it. I need to go watch Harry Potter. <laughs> and the Sorcerer's Stone. So don't, don't watch anything after three. You'll just get sad. So there's a lot to mine here, guys. And I, and we're, I think we're going to cut the episode a little short. And the reason why we're cutting it a little short is because I think we're going to have a longer episode for fall, uh, and which is the finale. And I think be, the, the points that we want to talk about here are more germane to the conversation in fall as opposed to just Correct. analyzing them. Germane. In, yeah, you like that? SAT word for you. Um, they're more germane to winter. I'm sorry, more germane to fall and having a, a broader conversation. There are, however, some things that we did want to talk about, uh, which we have just gotten into. But for now, my love, uh, what would you say to actually getting into some trivia? Bring it. I love doing the trivia for this show. This is one of my one of my favorite things on the planet. If you're out on the road, all right, my love, what do you got? 
Okay, so in the beginning of this episode, Lorelai can be seen reading the book Wild, and then later she is going to do Wild. Well, so the, how- bu- the book version because it's more pure course, than the course. liberties were taken with the movie, yeah. obviously. According to the article Rory reads from the Gazette, at least at the time of her arrival to Stars Hollow, the then unknown Lorelai was actually identified as Lorelai, but instead of with an E-L-A-I, it's A-L-A-I. Oh, so they misspelled her name in the Gazette back in the day. Yes, they did. Sophie, who was played by Carol King, Who's singing this song. Yeah. (laughs) Offers to play her song for the play. However, Taylor tells her that her song isn't catchy enough. So here's the fun thing. That song that Sophie tries to sing is, I feel the earth move, which is an original Carol King song, and it was a huge hit. In fact, it's one of her biggest hits that she's ever written. And he says, yep. yeah, it's just not catchy enough. I love Sorry. It. I like that too. So in addition to providing a timeline for the four-episode narrative, the names of the episodes, Winter, Spring, Summer, and Fall, are also a tribute to songwriter, as the aforementioned, Carol King. King, who both who both co-wrote the song, Where You Lead, which is obviously the song you just played. Um she actually co-wrote the song You've Got a Friend, which was performed by James Taylor and also Carol King herself. But you, the, the reason why I'm saying this is You've Got a Friend contains the lyrics, you just call on my name and you know wherever I am, I'll come running to see you again, winter, spring, summer, or fall. All you have to do is call and I will be there. Yes, I will. You've got a friend. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. Dun, 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 dun. All you got to do is... Oh, all you have to do is call. Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Berta is the only maid Emily is ever going to keep for more than one episode. So if you go back throughout the seven epi- seven seasons, yep. there is never the same maid. So Berta, you know what? Long lasting. <laughs> the History of Stars Hollow, a musical, which in the world of Gilmore Girls, A Year in a Life, was produced, directed, and written by Stars Hollow's town selectman, Taylor Dozy, was actually written by... Janine Tesori, the Broadway composer who co-wrote such musicals musicals as Fun Home, Violet, Caroline, or Change, and the thoroughly modern Millie, and the stars, as this is what Mary was getting to, uh, the stars of the History of Stars Hollow musical, Christian Borle and Sutton Foster, are actually both real Broadway stars as well as ex-spouses. Borle won Tony Awards for Something Rotten and Peter and the Starcatcher, and Love Foster won Tonys for Thoroughly Modern Millie and Anything goes, and Foster has a history of working with both Janine Tesori and Gilmore Girls showrunner Amy Sherman Palladino. Foster was a lead in Sherman Palladino's post Gilmore Girls show Bunheads, and she starred in the Tesori musicals Thoroughly Modern Millie and Shrek the Musical. Imagine that, that like they actually had real people singing these songs and doing that, and it was written by somebody who is a real Broadway person. By the way, can, can we talk about the kid who was the director um, of... of <laughs> who once lived in Brooklyn? <laughs> that was his one thing that he actually did in his life. He actually lived in Brooklyn. Yeah. He- <laughs> Loved it. And he like just skulked in the in the corner. So here's another fun fact. Yep. Lane is now currently living in Suki's old house. So, I, yeah, so we thought about that mm-hmm. and we're like, that, that looks, that feels familiar. And uh, imagine that she actually li- is living in Suki's old house. My love, what do you got for the final thoughts of this episode? The penultimate. Mm-hmm. Feeling all the feels. <laughs> and I need to feel better. So we've had a good jumping off point, And now it has led to the actual meat of the series. And now they have to capitalize on this. They have to capitalize on what Lorelai is actually trying to do, which is to change her life and discover who she is because it is now or never. Yep. 
And I really hope that they give us something to really chew on in fall. I, I, I imagine that they will, and hopefully they wrap it up. Um, but it could go in whole different uh, directions. So, my love, are you ready to close out this episode? You bet. Let's do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can connect with us online. Head on over to maryandblake.co. That's our main website. Search the hashtag You've Been Gilmore. And if you know any Gilmore Girls friends, please recommend the show to them. <laughs> Until next time, ladies and gents, I'm Mary Larson. My name's Blake. And you've been listening to You've Been Gilmore.